welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 205. It's your boy, A-Dub. And your boy, Shizzy. What's good, Slack family out there? Welcome back for another episode. Yes, back again, back again. Um, another wild weekend sports. Uh, definitely a lot to talk about. Um, it was a, a fun weekend. Some, some definitely some different events. We're gonna get to that Crawford and Spence and our opinions on that for sure uh, during the show. But um, you know how we like to do. We like to welcome in our friends and family watching and uh, encourage everybody to uh, be a part of the show for sure. So let's see. We got uh, Unk from South Unk Texas. Was good. Unk. We got Kelly. Happy Hello. Tuesday. What up? What up? Moms, good evening. Moms in the building. And then we also got Grace. Happy August. Yes. Um, already August 1st today. And uh, you know how we always talk about how like the year just flies by. Really have uh, time really has wings. Um, Strizzy, how are you holding up though? Are you ready for 2024? <laughs> <laughs> Dog, apparently we ain't got no choice. Uh, but man, right. seriously, the time like you. I feel like I just blunk and July is over. You know what I'm saying? Um, it actually is really crazy how, how fast time flies. You, it's like, man, January 1st, the next thing you know, we're, we're way more past than half the year already. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's flying. Like you said, we'll be celebrating the first and, you know, no time for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. It feels like that. And when, uh, you know, these are the dog days of summer, but when football season gets going again and the basketball season, everything, we really get super busy on the show. So for now, Take a deep breath and enjoy uh, while we can, for sure. Um, all right. I think we'll go ahead and get started here in uh, just a second. But I do want to say big shout out to our, our brother, Mad Marcus. He might be able to join us a little bit later, but we're going to hold it down for him for sure uh, in the meantime. And, uh, yeah, I think let's go ahead and uh, pull up our graphics and we'll get into our first topic of the night. Let's do it. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man, real quick. Now tuned to NFL Talk. Let's get it. All right, NFL Talk, uh, the big thing for sure, uh, the Hall of Fame game is this week, and the Hall of Fame game is always the first preseason game of the year. It kind of kicks things off. And this year we have the Jets taking on the Browns uh, this Thursday. So in two days we got live football. How do you feel about that, Strizzy? Man, it's like the game means nothing. <laughs> but like at the same time, it also means, you know, like, it's it's here. It's starting. You know, we got preseason. You know, following week. So, uh, I'm super excited for. It. I'm stoked. I can't wait to get into this season for everything. I mean, just football's back in general. I can't wait to see how our teams do. Because um, I, you know, I'm, I'm gaining some real excitement watching my Panthers. You know, the clips and stuff like that on social media. Uh, you know, training camp, all that fun stuff, and then you know, just getting back to a secure the bag as well. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of a lot of uh, some props and stuff I want to get on this year. So, you know, yeah get some more money for the season end so i'm excited man like just what the game means is the start to the start of the season for me so i um, can't wait yeah yeah me too don't really care what happens in the game you know it'll probably be um not too many actual starters even playing in the game if any if any um, yeah but you know hey i mean it, they're they're gonna be back they're gonna be wearing the real uniforms putting on the pads and and, and have real reps out there and everything so that's legit yeah, um, it is for me too. Yeah, but just what it, what it means, what it signifies, is, is what it's all about. Um, I am excited too for this year. I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, and uh, and uh, over the next like probably like four weeks or so, kind of leading up to NFL season, we'll probably do a breakdown of like each division and kind of like uh, some things that we need to remember, some of the new places, some new faces, and things like that. So we'll get everybody kind of geared up over this next month. 
for football season to start. So we're ready and we know what's going on. Um, but, um, but yeah, I am excited for that. And like Strizzy said, Secure the Bag will be coming back. Yeah. Um, we're going to have that second show every week. So that'll be really cool. We'll run down all of our picks and then we'll do some picks against the spread as well. So um, along with Secure the Bag, we also got our Yahoo. Uh, that's exciting. You guys can compete with us in the pick them. So definitely yeah. lots to look forward with that. Um, every year, year after year, that continues to grow a little bit. So I'm looking forward to this year and having some good competition. So that's what's up. Um, along with the Hall of Fame, of course, we have actual Hall of Fame inductions going on this weekend. And the class is pretty good. Um, for me, you know, definitely DeMarcus Ware stands out. He's a great, a great um, cowboy. And uh, I was glad that he got a, you know, got a Super Bowl with the Broncos. But anybody, uh, any of your favorites on here or anybody stand out to you from the 2023 class? Oh, man, Darrell Rivas, you know what I mean? Ar arguably one of the best corners of all time in, in regards to just a cover corner. Um, yeah. You ne you never see the ball being thrown in his direction. And when you did, like, it's, you know, you talk about a guy who, who never needed to intercept the ball. You just <laughs> – you weren't catching the ball if it was in his area, man. They call it Rivas Island yeah. for a reason. So um, much, much uh, – definitely someone to get in there for real. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely like him. Uh, he's a great player. Also, Joe Thomas, got to give a shout-out to him. He basically yeah. started as a rookie from day one and played 11 years straight, didn't miss a game, basically like all pro or pro bowl like every year. So yeah. uh, great career. It only sucks that he had to uh, spend it with the Browns only. But, yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> in the reference to the Hall of Fame game, Unk says, probably won't watch the game, always get his stomach ache watching or having to <laughs> listen to Aaron Rodgers say dumb things. And, yeah, since he'll be on the sideline, I'm sure he'll get plenty of time. Uh, airtime. I'm sure that that'll be part of the big story. So yep. um, hopefully it's not too nauseating for you. Um, but yeah, we're <laughs> definitely excited for that and looking forward to more. Um, along with this, you know, a lot of the training camps have opened or all the training camps are open and padded practices started. And um, it was a big thing for Demar Hamlin to go through his first padded practice yeah. this week. Um, any thoughts on, on on that story? Yeah, still, you know, still scary for what happened to him. I, I hope he, I hope multiple doctors checked into him and multiple doctors said that he's fine and that it was a blip in the matrix. You know what I mean? Um, I hate to see him go down again for any, for whatever reason, you know, and, and, you know, knock on wood and prayers that it doesn't happen, but I, I know he was excited. You know what I mean? I, you know, um, but you know, just hopefully that that was uh, something from the past and we never see it happen again, but I'm happy that he's out there doing what he loves, you know? Yeah, I feel that for sure. I'm happy from that, but man, I'm like, me, I'd be too nervous, too skeptical. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that happened so, like, close to the end of the year, too. You know, it's really yeah. not that long ago it since really everything went down with him. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, Ankh says he looks uh, healthy. Hope he has a great season. And I definitely hope so, too. But yeah. um, it's good for him to kind of get over uh, a few of these humps. But every milestone back towards us playing in a regular game is going to be, you know, another step forward for him, another kind of challenge. So. We'll see how that goes. Um, some other camp news, nothing too crazy, but Jonathan Taylor, he wants a trade. So the Colts are looking at an interesting situation with him. Uh, him, He's holding out. He is not present as camp, at camp right now. But we've been talking about the last several weeks, right, how the running, bar, running back market is. Um, I don't think he's going to get what he wants at all. Um, Dude, so this was dumb. And like they they not only shut his trade down, they, they immediately came out and was like, We're not trading you. Like you can hold out if you want to. And the thing is he has zero leverage here. Like none. Yeah. He, he hardly played last season. You know what I mean? Like with all the you know, with all the injuries of that nature. He had a phenomenal season the year prior to that. 
you're still on a rookie contract, man. I get it. Like I get it. Like you want to get some 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 money for the for the future. You know, you want more of a longer longer term contract, but the, like he just he has like no like nothing. There's nothing there. There's no leverage there for him at all. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, no. I do see he sees the maybe like you know he's like let me get paid before I break down, but I don't think it's gonna gonna happen. One interesting thing, though, that makes it a little bit messier for the Colts is that their backup that they acquired at the, towards the end of last year, Zach Moss, from the Bills, he actually broke his arm in camp. He's going to miss four to six weeks. Yeah. I wasn't clear, though, is that four to six weeks, like, of the season or four to six weeks, like, from right now? I know. That, that's okay. a, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Hopefully it's four to six weeks from, you know, now. Right. But, uh, but that's what I was trying to figure out. So I'm going to have to come back. I'm going to have to do some homework, and we'll come back with a correction on that to figure out, is that going to be game time, or is mm-hmm. that just like maybe he'll miss the first couple of years, uh, weeks of the season. So yeah. we'll find out about that. Um, another um, another pair of teammates getting hurt. This one sucks. Tim Patrick uh, for the for the Broncos, uh, number 81 you see there, he tore his ACL uh, in his left leg this week. And last year, he missed all of last year with a torn ACL in his right leg. So um, probably over time, overcompensating or whatever, ha- you know, happens. But um, that sucks. He's going to miss yet another year. So thoughts with him for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's unfortunate, yeah. man. Back-to-back years, ACL is not getting on the football field. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, it sucks to say, but, like, that's how you lose your job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in the NFL, you know I mean, like, you back-to-back years of literally zero playing time, like, it's usually how you get kind of passed up and, and cut from the team and things of that nature because it's a roster spot and there's only so many on, on a football field. So I fall into my need. So that's that sucks. But I know I know he's going through it mentally and emotionally. That's that's horrible. Yeah, most definitely. And especially like even coming back from that, knocking the rust off. Like who knows if you can kind of get back to that same level. So yeah, exactly. Um, another scary one though, KJ Hamler that we see there, number one. He was diagnosed with a heart condition yeah. and he was subsequently released by the Broncos. They basically said, like, you know, we're going to release him so he can kind of figure that out and see if he's going to be uh, eventually healthy enough to, to play again in the league. But kind of sucks that then there goes your job, there goes your medical and things like that. Yeah. Um, but but it's going to give him the time, I guess, to get the situation addressed properly. As we see, though, like with Hamlin, that's nothing to play with. So I'm glad that they're taking a step back with that. Definitely. Um, Anthony Weston in the building was good, Anthony. Um, he's just mentioning what's going on with Denver's receivers. Yeah, that's definitely bad. Um, also, Denver was in the news this week a little bit about coach Sean Payton, like ripping uh, their former coach last year, Nathaniel Hackett, and the job he did. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if Sean Payton can do any better because the Broncos have a lot of talent, but they were looking a mess last year. Yeah, I, I think if anyone can turn it around, it's definitely going to be, you know, Sean Payton. I think he'll be able to do – I mean, he's used to having, um, you know, shorter quarterbacks, so I think he'll be successful there. You already, sure. you already know. he's gonna. The defense has already been good. He's going to make them better because he's a really good defensive-minded coach too. So, I mean, he'll definitely change them around and probably put their receivers in a much better position to be successful. And, and Russell Wilson as well to be successful than they were last year. The Broncos last year looked horrible. I you know I wasn't a big fan of him criticizing Coach Hackett like that like just out publicly you know but but they did they looked bad like Russell Wilson looked bad the receivers looked bad like half the time no one looked as if they knew what they were doing offensive line was frustrated Russell Wilson with each other with the deep like everyone was just mad at everybody last year so hopefully they can turn that around and you know put some put some wins on the board yeah. 
Yeah, you would think that um, anything is better than what it looked like last year. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, good. Hulk says running backs need representation trading next CBA. I missed this one earlier. They're undervalued. Yeah, most definitely. I don't think they had any representation. I, I'm curious about that. He also called out Pops. He said, "Where's Pops at?" Uh, we'll have to see if Pops makes it to the show, but uh, yeah. he hasn't made his appearance yet. Um, but um, Anthony Wesson pouring more salt <laughs> on the Broncos' wounds. They can compete with L- uh, Vegas for last place. That's what's up. <laughs> um, all right, so that's pretty much where we're at with football. Again, the Hall of Fame game is the big thing that um, that we'll be looking forward to this week as, again, that officially starts the dominoes turning towards um, the official kickoff, um, which is that first week, that first Thursday in September. So lots to look forward to there, but we'll go ahead and keep this train uh, rolling. All right, NBA talk. Um, really, even less NBA news. But one interesting thing, and I wanted to get your comments on this uh, as a as a fan that potentially is going to benefit from <laughs> seeing Damian Lillard on his team very soon. But uh, the NBA sent out a memo to uh, all the NBA teams, basically saying that Dame would be fulfilling his contract and that he could be disciplined if, like you know, he does anything less than honor his contract. Basically, after the rumors were swirling that his agent was saying, hey, like, if you're not the Miami Heat, don't trade for Dame. Um, yeah. What do you think about this situation of his his uh, his agent kind of going back and forth with the NBA on that? Um, I think it's got to be us. You know what I mean? And, and not just because I'm a fan of Dame. I just feel like the how many players have done this before? You know what I mean? Like, at, at, the, end, at the end of the day, it is up to Portland. They can trade him wherever he wants or wherever they want. You know what I mean? And um, I get it. You know what I mean? It, it does make it difficult for Portland to move him where they might want to move him if if the other team getting him is basically like, well, he's not going to stay with us. You know what I mean? Like, um, But at the same time, Dame still is on a contract. So even if he gets traded somewhere, they're still going to get two years out of him. Right. He's going to play. He's not going to hold out. You know what I mean? He just, he'll just play unhappily. You know what right. I mean? So, um, you know what I mean? Like the amount of – like look what James Harden did uh, two years ago with, with Houston. Like the way he handled that and the fat suit. Like all, just all that stuff he did just to like not play for Houston a couple of years ago and nothing happened to him. You know what I mean? And KD and Kyrie also constantly asking out. I think I think it was something that was like those three players alone, how many uh, forced trades they've had in the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's been crazy. And then just players in general. Like everybody is trying to opt out of their contract somewhere. So – I, I get at some point in time, maybe the NBA is like, we got to stop this. You know what I mean? Like for players to feel like they have that much leverage to just go where they want to go, where to opt out when they want to opt out of these contracts that they sign. So maybe they're starting with Dame, but to say that to say that he's going to be reprimanded for for this is kind of BS in my opinion. But yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that that's a, that's a great point um, for sure that he's definitely not the first. And I agree, like, this year, he's just the only, like, high-profile one left, right? So yeah. um, maybe there isn't enough going on. So they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and send this memo, you know? Like, now's <laughs> a good time to kind of get this out there. Um, but it is interesting that they did kind of do an investigation into, like, okay, what was this agent really telling teams that were inquiring about a trade and, like, you know, were they being, um, you know, really being that straightforward of, like, hey, he's not going to be happy there. There's no chance he's resigning, but – Yep. You know, like you said, like they want to make it seem like they don't have the leverage, but the truth is the NBA is a star-driven league. Only five guys on the court for your team, and there's always got to be a superstar, you know. And yep. so though that, like, 
does carry more weight, they do have more leverage than um, really any other sport. Yeah. So, and also, too, I mean, like when you're when you're the agent of a superstar like, you know, Dame or any of those other guys, throw in a no trade clause. You know what I mean? Like get yeah. the no trade clause added to the contract. You know what I mean? So that that doesn't even need to be spoken. If Portland tried to trade him somewhere he didn't want to go, I don't want I don't want to go there. You know, right. what I mean? and you don't even have to. Yeah, you don't have to go and say that. Don't exactly. trade for him. You can control that and not exactly. And and they're gonna do it because it's Dame, right? They're gonna do it because it's Steph. They're gonna do it because it's Braun. You know what I mean? Like those guys have no trade clauses because they're not gonna want to go somewhere they don't want to go. Situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel it. No, I feel it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But I do think that all of this whole blue is gonna end up, you know, basically a lot for nothing. They'll end up in Miami. It'll just be when they're ready to settle on those terms, you know, or how exactly. they draft picks. So exactly. Anthony Weston says they vetoed CP3 to the Lakers, so we know what the NBA is capable of. That's for sure. True. That. They did veto that, and so you know, if there was a situation where they felt it was being doing unfairly, who knows? They could step in and veto the trade. They have to approve each one. So yeah. Um, the worst part about the NBA with the Hornets one though is that the NBA was like the controlling body of the Hornets at that time. At like, the time, yeah. That's what's messed up, man. Like. Yeah. They should have never they, they took like a that. real negative hit from that too. You know what I mean? In regards to doing it. I don't think they want to do that again. You know what I mean? Plus, you know, different different manager of the of the NBA at this point in time, different commissioner, I mean, but right. um, I don't think they want to I don't think they want to go through that again, vetoing the trade, you know what I'm saying? I feel that that was like the biggest still like what if, like the biggest hypothetical. Yeah, for um, sure. That that we can think of, so um, Alex says, honor your contracts. The players have gotten too spoiled. They're more than fairly compensated to play for teams or cities they do not desire. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel that. Like, there's so many people that would line up for that same opportunity and not complain wherever they send them. Um, yep. So I kind of get that, too. And that my thing, too, beyond that is, like, the players, like, expect loyalty from the teams. Like, don't do that. Like, just play for your money and your memories. Like, yeah. and just, just worry about that. But. Exactly. Like you, you've been more than loyal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it, it's time. Well, it's time for something new. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up, we have Bronny. Definitely excited to report that he's out of the hospital. Saw some video of him uh, playing piano and yeah, and going out a little bit. So that's good stuff there. It's still scary though. I don't know. I know it's it's pointless for us to speculate, but it does make me wonder about the future. Like. What that holds for him is he going to get a chance to play at usc is he going to mm-hmm. be all good you know is he going to be cleared does he even want to play anymore yeah um, those, those things will i guess come to life in time but yeah what are your thoughts on that it does you know it definitely sucks like obviously like the kid's been in in the spotlight his entire you know young basketball career and um i was actually really excited that he chose to go to to college and play somewhere and so trying to take the G League route or play overseas route, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. um, I like seeing these kids, you know. I mean, the last time I really got to see some of these kids, like, really do stuff was, like, you know, Melo at Syracuse. And, um, you know, Braun went straight, too, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, some of some of the, you know, we don't really see that very often. Uh, Kai went to Duke, but he only played, like, nine games, you know what I'm saying, before he knew he was the first-round pick and just stopped playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So seeing somebody that you expect to be a high pick – you know, to actually go to college and play for a team like USC, um, you, you kind of get excited for it a little bit, you know what I mean, to kind of see how he's really going to do in college. And like you said, now, who knows? Like, he might take a season off. It, it might be what's best for him, depending on what the doctors say. But, 
um, like I said last week, you know, from coming from a parent, you know, that's, that's scary, man. Like I, I really sit my son down and be like, I, I don't want to go through the absolute worst, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, maybe, maybe it is too soon for you to get back on the court again. Yeah. Um, because you know, they start on the same time, you know, NBA does. So they're going to be hooping again soon too. Right. Like they're already practicing. Like, yeah. So yeah, that is definitely scary, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, another interesting story real quick. Um, Jalen Brown, he vowed to invest back in the community with that $305 million contract. I'm like, boy, you better. If yeah. anything, just to lower your taxes or something, like I'm sure you can do a lot of giving uh, with that. But now nah, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But somebody who's been doing the opposite um, and is <laughs> making a, a backwards moves, Zion, uh, Zion and his family are being sued by a media company for um, – I can't remember. It was one point five million dollars or, or two million dollars, something crazy like that. But I just feel bad, like with Zion, all of his like hype, right, and all of the like promise and the potential of his career, and like watching this kid, he's definitely been in that spotlight too. Another one of those that played a few games at Duke before he just was like, "All right, I got to stop risking this." Yeah. Um, with the injuries and everything, and all the off the court stuff, it's like I really, um, I really just want to see him play basketball, you know, and do well, yeah. but. It, it's looking like there's always going to be something going on with Zion. Yeah, it sucks. Luckily for him, he already signed that co- that contract extension, so we got paid. But like mm-hmm. the thing that does like like every time you know we we're always talking about him, and it's never really about basketball. You know what I'm saying? And the thing that sucks the most is that if he could just stay healthy, the hype is real. When he's yeah. on when he's on the court, like the dude is an absolute dog. Like he's a monster. He's a beast. Even in the NBA, like you know, I my I personally wasn't sure how he was going to be. You know, when he got drafted, I was like, he might just be another Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? But he's so much better than Blake Griffin. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and that, that's extremely unfortunate, man, because the Pelicans were doing super well. They were high in the West until he went down for the season. Um, but it's just looking like those injuries are going to be, you know, another Greg Oden. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But it's just he can't stay on the court for longer than <laughs> 10 games. So sucks. Yeah, for sure. He was says she's been this summer has been a disaster for Zion for sure. He's been in, his name has been in the news for everything other than uh, playing basketball again. So <laughs> for real, that sucks. Um, but yeah, that's all we pretty much have for NBA. Um, the uh, World Cup is going to be coming up again in like the, like late August, so we'll check on that action a little bit, see who the winner is. But that's really not too consequential. Really, we'll just be waiting to see these. Uh, some final free agency moves and, and also um, where Lillard lands and then where Harden lands. So yeah, definitely. Um, um, also though, too, the Suns they got some new uniforms. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Um, oh, we'll have to we'll have to bring them out next week. I was thinking about maybe like getting into some you know showing some of the new uniforms and stuff. We always like to see see that aspect, and that's something we can we can talk about it, it um, here since there's really no NBA topics. So maybe we'll check out some uniforms next time. So for sure. Um Hawk says I hope Zion is investing in fast food chains. Uh <laughs> um he'd be, you know, not only am I the president, I'm a client too. You know what I'm saying? That that'd be me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Anthony West the Suns change uniforms every year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh um, but I think too, like the now that Nike got the contract back, they didn't make that whole like you know city edition or whatever like they're like ready to make new ones every year but it's kind of smart like honestly soccer does that 
So that way they sell like way more jerseys because basically like all the diehard fans like get the new kit like every single year. So it's a good way to keep revenue streams going for sure. Um, All right, let's switch up. We're going to go to other sports and talk about a little bit of baseball. Uh, The trade deadline was ended today and the Mets were definitely big time sellers in the, um, in the trade at the trade deadline. They traded four different players um, but the big one for sure was um, Verlander uh, today being traded to the Astros, um, the Astros. and um, and then Scherzer to the Rangers. So two Texas teams picking up and definitely being buyers at the uh, at the deadline. Unk asks, was Otani traded? Um, no, that was the yeah. big news uh, is that that um, he is staying put with the Angels. They're basically going to try to convince him and try to get that long term deal. Um so he will stay with the Angels at least through the rest of this year. But that was kind of the trade deadline special. Um, honestly, I don't know. Like, nobody got too much crazy better. But, like, I'm glad the Astros picked up an arm because they've been needing pitching. But um, the Rangers are right there with them. And, yeah. um, and so they got an arm too. So I don't think that the trade deadline, like, shifted anything too crazily. Um, but definitely – kind of put the cap on the Mets disaster year as they just basically sold off all of their one-year players. So Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, and at the US Mets brought in all that talent just to be terrible. But at yep. least they realized it early and they got out from under it. They're like, all right, you know, it's, it's over with. Let's it's go ahead over. and get some prospects back. So Yeah, um, I, I think Verlander is definitely, like, obviously, like, you know, in his prime, he was an absolute beast. I mean, he's not the same player he was. I, I think the Rangers – as well as they're doing, I think them getting Scherzer is uh, huge. I think that's much bigger, honestly. Bigger move, yeah. Yeah, definitely much bigger move. So, like, Rangers getting Scherzer, I think, kind of, like, skyrockets them into the, uh, you know, possibility of winning the championship this year. But I still think it's between, like, the Rangers, Astros, obviously. Braves are in there. And the Dodgers are always in there, too. But it's it's going to be, it's gonna, you know, who knows? Someone might, you know, get hot in the uh, playoffs. But, yeah. Um, Couple, I think the Rangers definitely got a lot better. Yeah, no, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what the Orioles do if they actually, you know, win the AL East and, and go far in the playoffs. That would yeah. be kind of cool, but they're doing really well, but I still don't really believe in them. So I, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be. That's the same way. Yeah, the same I'm kind of with you, though. Like those Texas teams, Rangers, Astros, um, probably one of them might, might sneak, yep. sneak it out. All right. So um, moving on, continuing on through. Um, Next up, we got the big super fight of the weekend, super fight of the century. Uh, it was supposed to be um, Terrence Crawford versus um, um, Spence, Errol Spence Jr. And uh, honestly, even though this was the best matchup on paper that this division could produce, the actual fight was no contest. Uh, yeah. Crawford cruised to a victory, knocking Spence down in the second and then twice in the seventh, and then it ended up being stopped by the referee in the ninth. Um I don't know, man. That was a bad showing for Spence, but obviously we know Crawford's in the league of his own. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the fight? Dog, it's kind of crazy because, like, um, it's like <laughs> Earl Spence, you know, if he's fighting anybody else, he probably wins that fight, right? Like, it's crazy. Anybody the, else. Yeah, yeah, the distance between first and second, but Crawford obviously being first, like, it, it, was, it just wasn't even close. Like, he beat the brakes off Spence in that fight. You know what I mean? I think we all kind of knew it was going to happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least 
at least I was like, I, I you know, I, I almost put the rent money on on Crawford. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, I know this is going, I know this is going to go down. And um, and sure enough, man, he he never looked like Spence he ever had a chance. You know, yeah, nothing, yeah. man. Like, he really bullied him, like I said, knocked him down the second twice in the seventh, um, and then finished it in the ninth. Um, Spence held, he held in there, you know, what I'm saying as long as he could. But like the the difference, man, like. Crawford is just so technical. He doesn't miss. And when he hits you, it's they're solid. Like yeah. it's not one of those like skid hits, you know, like it barely no, he was he was giving it to him, man. So um hats off to Crawford, you know what I'm saying? It's uh but who who we fight next, you know what I'm saying? Like who's a monster. I think that's the problem, right? And I think this is similar to what we've seen with Mayweather. Like you said, like the difference is so staggering, even though that's the next best fighter out there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really hard for guys that are so good um, where it's like, you know, there isn't competition for them. Like there isn't anybody that can really play chess with them, if you will, um, when they're on their game like this. And so for Crawford, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see if he does move up in weights or what he does next. Um, but he is the, the first person to unify all four belts um, at 147. <laughs> and now he's done it at two different weight divisions. So that's really legit. Um but yeah, I don't know what's next for him. For Spence, you know, I feel I feel like the timing was right still for them to do this fight, and I'm glad yeah. that they did it in their prime. Definitely. Um, but you see why it probably took a little bit longer than it should have, but it could have even taken longer. Um, but Spence had basically cleared out the rest of the division, and there was nowhere else for him to go. Now I don't know what's going to happen with him, but um, like you said, he hung in there. You can see his instincts were to fight and to press forward. And I have a mad amount of respect for him because he was getting beat down left and right. Yep. He yep. was slow. He was he, the timing was not right, and um, he still did not just run or hug. He still just kept standing in there. But honestly, I think he was too chilled out, man. I think he was high. I think he just like got a little bit too relaxed. Maybe he was anxious before the fight, and whatever he does to chill out, he <laughs> was too chill. Yeah, it was like the whole night, even from the beginning. To even the end and in the interview afterwards, he's just like on slow mo, and like I, it just looked like he was stuck. Like it looked like he just didn't have his A game, yeah. and it almost looked too like he didn't care either because he was just like, "I'm still getting this payday." Like, <laughs> I know. you know what I mean? Like, I think he had already accepted. Like, I'm probably gonna lose this fight. Like, but I still got to go out here and give it all his all. And yeah, like, like uh, it just sucks that he wasn't. It wasn't a little bit closer. Yeah. But um, I still got mad respect for Spence because he he's, oh, he didn't make any excuses. He was just like, "Hey, man, you know." No, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's. I think you're 100 right too. Like, I think that he knew he was going to get this paycheck, a fat paycheck. Um, and I know he's, you know, very, very, uh, like, you know, he knows how good he is. But I also know he knows how good Crawford is too. And I think he went into this fight like, "I'm not about to win this fight." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. He had to. Like, I, I think he did. Like, I don't think he went in there like, I have a chance. I think he legit knew he was going to get his butt beat. He's but, like, I just got to do my part. <laughs> exactly. And I, he still put on a show. Like I said, he still pressed forward. He took all his licks, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I can't, I can respect that. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of dudes that just go in there and sell big time. And, you know, I mean, they just go in there and just get knocked out super quick. Fight doesn't last. Everyone's mm-hmm. mad because of the amount of money they spent on it. And I, I think even though it, you know, didn't go all 12, I think he really gave a very solid outing and just, giving it his all, you know what I mean? And fighting literally yeah. the best boxer in the world, in my opinion. So, right. Uh, yeah, like, honestly, too, he, 
if if uh, the ref didn't stop it, he was just gonna keep taking that ass whooping like oh, all yeah. rounds. Like, oh yeah, and, and, and it is crazy that he didn't get knocked like flat out. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Because he, he did get knocked down twice in the seventh, but he both times he got back up. He was just like, all right, all right, he got me, he got me, yeah. and he just got right back up. And like until the ref stopped it, like he was prepared to just stand in there all night. So, oh yeah, um, I respect him for that. He's like, I'm gonna earn this money, but um, big time for both of them. But uh, especially big time for Crawford, especially for the people that said, you know, oh, he was stuck in this fight or he wasn't, you know, whatever. He was going to meet his match, like nothing of the sort. Uh, so now what's next for him? It's going to be very interesting, though, because there isn't any more competition, basically anybody at his weight or lower. So and we'll see what happens next. And I think the big next super fight is Canelo versus Charlo yeah. um, in September. But even that one, I don't know, man, I'm kind of worried about. Um, about Jamal uh, Charlo, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see though. Yeah, but that was exciting though. Glad we got to uh, check that out. Let me see what's next here. Oh, we got um, women's soccer. So U.S. Uh, women's national team played last night. It started at midnight our time last night, mm -hmm. um, and they played to a draw against Portugal. Mm -hmm. Almost lost, almost almost gave up a goal in the 92nd minute, which would have put them out of the tournament. But they did survive. They're on to the knockout round, which is cool. And um, we'll see how they, they go. But they were actually catching a little bit of flack because some of the players were, like, excited after the match, kind of dancing and celebrating that they moved on, while um, the supporters and some of the other, you know, team members were thinking, like, they should be disappointed at how poorly they played. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's funny, they're usually runaway favorites. Yep. Usually if they lose at all, it's an upset. But this year, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done, just how it's looking. I don't think so either. And I think part of it, too, is uh, some of their some of their big-time players like, you know, Alex Morgan and and, and, and Rapino. I think they – I know Rapino's like, this is my last time doing it. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's there for her. I think it's her last go-around, but I don't think, like, in her heart she's like, I want to win this thing one last time before I call it quits. You know what I'm saying? As far as role play goes. And she's, she's playing like it. She doesn't look like she like, I don't think wants to be there. Cause I know she wants to be there, but you know, I'm used to the same intensity. Her. Yeah. Like I'm used to, we're used to seeing her play like an absolute monster and just goal after goal and, and Morgan too. And yeah, Trinity Robbins playing. Yeah. She, she's out there. They're, they're talking about how she's the, uh, you know, next up, uh, you know, in a sense of, you know, taken over for for you know years to come but you know i think the the very first game i forgot who they played um in like the qualifiers uh they had them supposed they like they were like an eight eight goal favorite or something like that they just won like eight goals which is crazy right even for soccer even though they were supposed to yeah. beat them bad, i think they only scored like three you know what i mean so it was still kind of like uh, maybe they're not as good this year as we think they are you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um and portugal women's usually a pretty good team but they still should have gone out there and pretty much dominated like i was still expecting at least three goals from them um and, and and, right and knowing that the, the stage was on the line like you know yeah that, that they could potentially if, if they didn't you know if they lost that they'd potentially be out of the whole tournament yeah yeah expected exactly. more from them, so but we'll yeah. continue to watch but it kind of sucks that it's um i think it's in the netherlands or something but whatever yeah. it is it don't work well for the schedule here in the States. So I think that the viewership is going to be a little bit less than it was. I think last time it was in France and that was like a big thing, you know, that, was, that kind of worked out better, but um, we'll see, but um, hopefully they can go and uh, do us proud. 
I definitely do root for them though because I mean the oh, men's is terrible. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. So I think, and I think that's part of the reason why too. Like I was like kind of disappointed because like I like legit root for our women's team like big time. Yeah. Um, so I was you know a little disappointed in the play. Glad they didn't get eliminated. You right. know what I'm saying? There's still a chance, and maybe maybe this humbles them a little bit. Maybe they're like, yo, we gotta get together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, this was entirely too close for comfort. But yeah, yeah. Our, our men's team is horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. we need somebody to root for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's get in there and get it done. For sure. And I want to welcome Stephanie Washington. Thank you for joining. Uh, never late. We just appreciate you. Um, we we appreciate you joining in. Said they're not playing with heart. If you ask me. Yeah, we agree. Uh, we were just saying that basically that they're just like the intensity is just not there. And, you know, the young one, the young girls that are coming up, um, they're still learning, you know, they're, they're, yeah. the, but you can tell that that's where the skill is and the talent is, but they're still kind of uh, ramping up and that's kind of a big stage for them. So hopefully they make it through. Definitely, uh, definitely um, rooting for them. Though. Oh, want to welcome D to the show. She says, hi, guys. What's going on? What's welcome, going on? D. Thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you. Um uh, Unk says, letting go is hard, but if your heart isn't in it anymore, you should go out fighting. So it seems like that's where it's at, though. She's at least trying to go out fighting when we're talking about uh, Rapino. Um, but yeah, the play on the field definitely shows. Um, Anthony West says, the men's team is improving. Men's team is young. They will make noise next tournament. I hope so. Um, they are building it up, and they're getting a few more guys, especially there are some guys that are kind of like dual national, if you will, and they're choosing to play for the U.S., so that would be cool. We got to build our roster up somehow. Um, last big topic for the day: other sports. When we talk about college football, um, we're um, we're only like four weeks away from college football jumping off Labor Day weekend, so that's definitely exciting. And we did get some news that Colorado will be leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big 12. Um, that's cool. I think it's good for the TV money. Um, and Coach Prime, you know, he's definitely. Um, planning to be there for a few years, so he's going to be there with them to kind of ease them in, but um, they will play in the Pac-12 this year and then join Big 12 next year. Strizzy, what do you think about that? Oh, that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, they're still moving around these divisions and stuff, a little, these conferences a little bit, so, um, you know, I get it. I kind of, I kind of funny thing is I wasn't really expecting Colorado to move, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I was still expecting some movement from some other teams, you know, especially with, uh, you know, Texas, Oklahoma going to the SEC in the, in the you know, next couple of years, so um, good, you know, good for them. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it gives them an opportunity uh, to to play out this season and then next season, um, you know, to grow and be better and hopefully be a little bit more ready for some of this competition they're going to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, it, it, I think it's I think it's good for them. You know what I mean? It'll be good for recruiting too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The competition will help. Um, we'll see what it does to the Pac-12. I think that they're down to like ten teams. And then they'll be like they're gonna lose a couple more. They're talking about potentially ASU and U of A also moving to go to the Big Twelve. Um, so that'll be very interesting to see if that happens. But um, I know that there's some other teams like San Diego State, Colorado State that are kind of wanting to jump into the Pac-12. So I'm sure they'll all be fine. But like you said, every move there's some more realignment to come behind it, and they know yeah. it just continues to kind of settle in. But um, the big thing is the TV deals will be done or be expiring for the Pac-12 this year and um, for the Big 12 in two years. So I think that that's part of it is everybody's trying to get lined up so they can renegotiate and see because it's all about the money with college football, unfortunately. Always. That's, that's you know, that's just the, the big deal. Big time. So, um, Ugg says, Coach Prime making moves. Mom says, so excited for college football. 
So. Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, the big question is going to be, can Georgia three-peat? Man, their their schedule is, like, not the toughest at all. Yeah. I don't want to say it's easy, but it's not hard. You um, know, it's funny. I feel like, you know, they've, they've won their last two championships without having really solid uh, quarterback play. You know what I mean? I don't want to say solid. Just like, it's just that's not who they rely on, like, every other team in the nation. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine, man. I think the championship's still theirs to lose. Um, I really like what USC is doing. That's like my dark horse team. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying. That. Like, definitely my dark horse team. Uh, but I, I, I still think Georgia's a uh, team to beat, man. I think that you know, what I'm saying I want to jinx or nothing, knock on some wood, but I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. I think so too. It'll be crazy. I think that they'll get back to the playoff one way or another, and oh, then from there, who knows? But um, but yeah, it'll be pretty. It'll be pretty gangster to go out on a three peat. And basically, next year starts the new format of the playoffs. So, like, to, to yeah. basically win this format um, in this era of the final three times, that would be, that would be pretty gangster. Um, Anthony West says SEC is stable. That's for sure. Definitely. That's like the junior NFL <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for real. Um, but, yeah, but that's uh, exciting stuff. Not too much else going on. I think we're going to get ready to wind things down. But, Strizzy, I was going to ask you if you had any uh, topics you wanted to bring up before we uh, before we dip the body here, um, I think I know we talked about um, you know the Canelo fight. I know uh, Tyson Fury is supposed to fight um, Francis Ngannou. Oh yeah. So obviously it's his first fight. <laughs> I kind of you know I thought maybe he, maybe he go after like Anthony Joshua or something first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but or Deontay Wild? No, no, I don't know if you want that either. But. Yeah, I, I I think Anthony Joshua would have been a solid one. I think that would have been a good one for to go after first. Um, and then maybe Wilder, and then you know if Fury wants to fight after that, then sure maybe. But you know, yeah, I mean he's a big dude. He wants to he wants to go after the biggest guy first. Um, Crazy, but uh, but that one should be fun. I, I'm a really big fan of MMA and really huge fan of Francis Ngannou. So um, you know I'll watch it just because I'm a big fan of his. But um, not not, not too much else, man. Just it, literally getting excited for for college football and, and NFL coming in the next couple of weeks. So yes, yes, I'm super excited. Can't wait to see something yeah. Me too. Me too. That's definitely the ticket. And like I was saying earlier, we're gonna get ourselves prepped. Um, you know, remember we, we gotta refresh ourselves on these some of these moves, like Carr to the Saints, like Jimmy G to the Raiders. You know, we gotta make sure that we're we're we've done our homework to get ready for the season. And um, and maybe we'll sprinkle in some fantasy content too. And yeah. then also we'll be getting ready for secure the bag where we'll launch our second show each week. Um I'm going to go ahead and renew the pick them too. So people can start jumping into that and getting registered. And Strizzy, are you going to do your fantasy league again? Yeah. Yeah. It's already, I updated it. The uh, updated the other uh, draft night. I forgot what day it is. I want to say it's like it's the end of August, sometime in August. So okay, might be a Saturday or Sunday, uh, but yeah, I definitely renewed it. So we'll, we'll go, we'll get back in there draft again and have another good, uh, good fantasy year on the way as well. Yes. Yes. I'm excited for that. I'm trying to keep the crown, man. I claimed oh. it. I'm not giving it up. I know. So, I got to try to take it back from you. Um, Moms has one tiger helping PG. I did see this a, a little bit earlier, and, and I appreciate you bringing this up. I kind of forgot about this one, but um, the players, I guess, asked for like Tiger Woods to be part of the uh, PGA Tour board, like so um, he could kind of represent the players and, and be like a part and work with the commissioner, stuff like that. So that'll be interesting to see. Tiger is definitely a 
you know, a dominant influence in the sport. So whatever he does and his work kind of carries that weight. So the players yeah. want, you know, want him to kind of represent them at the table. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, they're still trying to navigate through the muddy waters of like the whole PJ live being yeah. under one umbrella and, you know, what the future looks like for that. And also Tiger Woods himself. Um, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited to see if he comes out with this indoor golf league. I don't know if you heard about this, but it's like an arena golf league where um, players will basically like hit into like a screen yeah. and then they would like do some putting like in, in person, but they could do it basically like in basketball arenas and they could kind of do it like a little tour. And I think honestly, Tiger Woods is like created this whole thing because he can't walk an 18 hole course anymore. Yeah. But it's like, I can stand right here and hit shots all day. So kind of making it like an interactive thing, but also where you could sell tickets and people could sit in one place and watch the show. Yeah. So that's something that um, they're supposed to be working on. And I hope that that does come to fruition just to see something different. Like I like all the innovation that golf is bringing lately since, uh, since things have spiced itself up, you know? Yeah, for sure. For so, sure. So we'll see. Uh, we'll continue to watch that. I was going to ask uh, Marcus for a preview, but maybe next week if he's here with us, he'll give us a preview of the FedEx playoffs because that is starting um, not this week, but next week. Where yeah. It's going to be starting the, the final three tournaments of PGA Tour. So uh, so we'll see what's up with that. But until then, we're going to keep it moving. Um, Unk asks, are we going to make it to any Suns games? Probably not. Well, it's yeah, just, I mean, we'll see. I mean, KD, Book, and now what's about like, it? deal yeah it's gonna get more, um, more expensive yeah the tickets have been crazy but at the same time you know they'll there gotta be some kind of fatigue you know what i'm saying the valley's pockets aren't that deep so we might be able to catch like a midweek you know game against the timberwolves or you know the, the the pistons come to town you know something like that maybe we can sneak into a game but um i would like to go to see the suns again it is fun to see basketball in person i used to come every time the lakers came when kobe was still playing um but I haven't been in a while, so so maybe we'll have to make that happen. Um, yeah, I still want to try to see a Diamondbacks game, actually. Honestly, so do I, actually. So, Me too. So yeah, so we got a couple things. Uh, got a couple things we got to plan for sure. Um, but yes, definitely appreciate you guys being with us. We're gonna wrap it up, and uh, we appreciate the comments. We appreciate you guys uh, contributing to the show. We appreciate you guys donating to our GoFundMe of the game <laughs> tickets that Unk is starting. Uh, we will gladly uh, accept those donations. But no, but for sure, we, we do appreciate you guys rocking with us. And um, we will be back next Tuesday for episode 206. And another thing, actually, our four-year anniversary is coming up at the beginning of September. Yeah. So I know we just had the big 200. But we might have to have another celebration soon. So if you guys got any ideas about that, let us know. All that um, Yeah. But until then, uh, we're going to keep it pushing. And uh, I'm going to get this outro ready. And thank you, as always. It's your boy, A-Dub. And your boy, Struzzy. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts, and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.